Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. everyone and welcome back as always i'm your girl candy washington and i cannot wait to help you lead a more joyful life but before we dive into today's episode of sugar pills a practical guide to self-care which will be a very fun upbeat light kiki with my friend lindsay hoffman but before we dive in you guys know what to do if you're watching this on our youtube channel be sure to like this video and subscribe if you are listening on our podcast platforms be sure to rate, review, and subscribe as well. Don't forget to check out everything linked below in the description box and the show notes for your goodies. We have courses, coaching, the love collection, grab some merch. It's all there for you guys. And don't forget to share. Share this video, share this episode, share this podcast, because your journey to self-love and self-worth is always better with a little bit of support. So now that we have all of that out of the way, let's welcome Lindsay Hoffman. She is a very dynamic entertainment journalist, media maven, red carpet host, and she is also a female founder of LBH Media, where they are doing tons of very exciting things that we will dive into. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And full disclosure to everyone listening and watching and watching. I do know Lindsay. Usually on my interviews, they are people that I don't know. So I just wanted full disclosure that I do know her and I consider her a very, very great friend. So hey, thank you. I consider you a great friend, too. Yes. So do you want to share with us just a little bit about, you know, all the fun stuff you got going on, you know, walking the red carpet and hosting and being a journalist like all of the all of the things that we all like aspire towards. <laughs> yeah, I do more than one thing, and I guess what I think is cool about that is the fact that you don't have to do one thing; you can do more than one thing. Everything that you like, I said, why not? Mm-hmm. So I'm an entertainment journalist. So I do celebrity news and gossips for the magazines at the checkout counters <laughs> that you all go to. A lot of that news and interviews is me. So that's like doing interviews like this or being on the red carpet. Um, I also have a motivational blog. That's a passion project for me. So I also do interviews like this, but more with like (laughs) everyone and talking about inspirational stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, um, so how I'm able to do everything is I left being a full-time journalist to being a freelance journalist. And once I went freelance, I accidentally, it was on accident, started a business doing influencer marketing and events. And it kind of just grew from there. And it gave me the ability to be able to do all of those things. So that's how I'm now like a founder and a journalist. And, you know, I'm sharing my tips of how I do it along the way. I love that. I love that you're giving back and you're sharing your tips. And and the one thing that I love about Lindsay is that she does everything, but she doesn't have that sort of toxic positivity, like boss, babe, hustle and grind, you know, situation that we kind that we sometimes see on like Instagram or TikTok where almost having ambition and having goals and wearing lots of hats and being your own boss almost comes with this sort of like pressure that if you're not doing it and if you're not doing it this way that somehow like you're not good enough or you're not validated so there were, have there been any times on your journey where you kind of felt that pressure to be like you know that hashtag box babe or always hustling and if so like how did you find your own footing to you know, take care of yourself while also building up your business and building up your brands. I honestly feel like that all the time. And so I'm like, even being on your podcast right now, I'm thinking like, I have my own, but I don't keep up with it as much as I should. And I love how you have your cute intro. And I'm thinking, I need to put this together. I need to be doing this. So I always, (laughs) I always feel that way. But I think the biggest thing that I learned, there's like a couple things. One, when I was a full-time reporter, I had no life at all. I really worked sometimes 20 hours a day. I worked every single day of the week. One time I worked every day for an entire month. Mm. And working like that just isn't sustainable. I wasn't – I was happy in the sense of having a cool job and making money. And that part of my life was amazing. But the rest of my life, like, I didn't have time to eat, sleep, for family. So I realized there was a part of the equation missing 
And that wasn't like truly happiness, attaching yourself to that. And it made me realize that what's going to make you the most happy is attaching you to yourself. You can't like identify with really people or jobs or anything. You have to identify with, with yourself. And so I started switching my mindset to thinking success is just whatever it is makes me happy. Um, I started researching like breaks are okay. They actually make mm-hmm. you more successful. Like I literally, because I felt bad about like being tired and wanting to sleep, I Googled like, because I have really cool dreams where like I get <laughs> answers to life in my dreams. So I started Googling like, does this happen to anyone else? And it turned out like, the periodic table was invented in a dream. Like someone just dreamed it and it like worked. And the song Let It Be by the, the Beatles was from a dream. So by taking breaks, like you think you're doing nothing or by resting, but it actually is where that's like where shower thoughts come from. Like it's actually the key to your success. And lastly, no one knows when you're taking a break anyways. Like they see you like, you know, we should see ourselves through the eyes of other people. No one even knows if you're taking a break. They're just like, you know, like if you leave your job, yeah. like when I left being full time at my job, I thought I would lose all of my contacts. And like, no, that was the only reason they were talking to me. And all my emails were either, okay, let me know your new email when you know what you're doing next. Yeah. Or they all saying, I'm jealous you left your job. I wish I could like <laughs> leave mine. So really just put yourself first because at the end of the day, like you need to be happy and like a job or anything isn't going to that's like a part of it, but it's not really, it's going to make you happy every day. Yeah. The, the job and the money and the things they're not, they're not going to be what actually fulfills you. And like you're saying, it's not going to be what actually sustains you. So like, you know, this is the self-care podcast. It's all about, you know, a, how do you identify burnout and then how do you heal from it? And then how do you implement the tools to not have it happen again, or maybe not so often. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, A part of that is, you know, like you said, recognizing that we're not machines, we're human beings, we're meant to take breaks and everything grows and rest, you know, a baby grows in a mom's stomach at rest, you know, during those nine months, a seed grows at rest, you know, in the ground. So I think exactly what you're saying, we, we grow and we get stronger and we get more resilient when we're at rest and able to like reset, like even our like iPhones, it's not working properly reset it, restart it. You know what I mean? So we all need those resets and those restarts. And it's just like you said, it's having that mindset of I'm worthy and deserving to take care of myself. And like, I deserve breaks. I deserve time off. And no one is identifying my worth with what I do. It's more of who I am. And I love that you're talking about like not worrying about what other people think, because usually everybody's worried about their own stuff mm-hmm. and they're usually in the same boat. You know, that's why they're like, oh, man, like I'm jealous. You got to leave. I want to do that, too. Like one thing that I say um, whenever I'm feeling down or I have like doubtful moments about myself or if I'm feeling insecure about anything, I just say to myself, you know, um, let me see me the way God sees me. Let me see myself through God's eyes. Because if you can look at yourself through the lens of just pure love and just pure acceptance, it really gets you out of any like funk or downtime or any doubt or any depression or any insecurity. When you're able to just love yourself and and look at yourself, you know, through that lens. So what are some of your self-care practices that you have now or any like mantras or affirmations that that you use to to not only heal from burnout, but to have it not happen again, to to learn from those past mistakes? Yeah, well, I do two things. One is similar to what you do, but I envisioned myself as when I was little. Mm -hmm. Um, Most of us, when we were little, we always look back being like, I miss like those simpler times. And the reason we're so happy when we're little is we don't have to do anything. We don't have to be anything. We just have to like exist. And so when you're just like that, when you're little, you're not thinking I need to make money. I need to have a job. I need to have friends. You're literally just living in the moment, thinking about the moment and like moving forward. So one part of me is I just try to channel that energy when I feel Mm -hmm. like I can't balance. Um, That's probably one of the biggest things that really helped me center myself. And then the other thing is just, I honestly just remember to take breaks. Like if I want to take a break, I take one. Even I remember there were times I was so stressed out. I felt like I had no time to do anything. Sometimes I would just take a bath and have an at-home spa day for like 10 minutes just to like calm my mind down. Um, 
because when your mind is racing, you really can't get things done. And you think if you take a break, it's going to take longer. But really, if you can look at something with your with a clear mind or even just like eating food, like sometimes we're so busy, we forget to eat. Those mm-hmm. things make more of a difference. And we should be putting more energy into taking care of ourselves than the energy that we're taking into like getting self stuff done. Because deep down, like, like sometimes I'll answer email before I eat food. Like you're silently telling your body that you're not worth food. Like other people are more important than you. And that like subconsciously makes you feel like you aren't valuing yourself. So you have to get it back in order. Like the smallest thing of just eating breakfast before you answer an email is telling your body like I am important. Like mm-hmm. I come first. And so that trickles over time. No, I, I, I love that. And I also think um, starting the day from a place of of asking for support, right? Because I think a lot of also, like, when we work for ourselves or we have, you know, hyphenated things, we do this, we do this, sometimes it's hard to really ask for help or to ask for support or to reach out. And so, like, I think for me, like, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I say is, like, thank you. And then I say I'm open and ready to receive divine support, guidance, and protection. You know, so I think even just opening it up to, you know, getting support and getting guidance because sometimes we're doing 100 things because we don't actually know what the one thing it is that we should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so so it's like, I'm going to be busy to be busy, but you're not actually being effective or productive, right? And so I think that's a part of it too, where it's like when you get centered, when you calm down, when you take care of yourself, when you come back to self, you get that intuition that's like, you know what, don't answer this email right now. You really should be working on this, you know, yeah. and when you are able to put your focus and your energy into one thing that is so potent and that is so powerful. It's like if I'm doing 10 things, then I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? 100%. And I loved how you said um, you were able to, to think about not so much about like, oh, I should be making this money or having this or doing that, but what actually just makes me happy? Because it's really important to think about our little whys, you know, well, why am I working so hard? Why do I want the money? Why do I want the career? Why do I want the relationship? Oh, because I think when I get it, that will make me happy. That will bring me the happiness. That will bring me the validation, the acceptance, all of that. But I think it's important to remember that like the journey matters, and that you can find all of that within yourself. You can find that love. You can find that happiness, that success, that validation, that worthiness from within. And all these things outside of us, just like you said, they're not really going to fulfill us. You know? Yeah. So actually, go ahead. I actually have like a, a story about that where I kind of yeah. realized that. Um, so right before I left working full time, this was like my dream job. And I still work there, but it was still to this day, I'm like, I think like, what if I stayed full time the whole time, but Mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to decide to leave being full time. It was like my identity, dream job, everything I wanted, like, what do I do? And when I was deciding if I was going to do this, um, I remember sometimes before I go to bed, like how you say I ask for guidance, I'm like, please, in my dream, like, give me an answer, give me a message, I feel lost, I don't know what to do. And so that night, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was like walking on the clouds, talking to someone in my dream it was like an angel it felt like an angel in my dream and I was telling the angel like I'm really burnt out I'm really stressed out I don't know what to do I kind of want to leave this job but like I don't know if it's the right decision and then they looked at me and said if you were to die tomorrow what do you want to be remembered for and Mm. so my response was honestly, I just want to be remembered for being a good person. And then they looked at me and they said, then go do that. And then I was just like, for some reason, as soon as they said that, it was so simple, like what you would imagine, like an angel to tell you. And I was like, Oh my God, how did I never see this before? Like, it doesn't matter what I do, as long as what I'm doing is alignment with like my true self and being Mm. a good person, I will always be in the right place. And so like, I instantly knew that I could leave and do whatever I want because I was identifying with the job, not identifying with like the self. And so I always think back to that dream. So you have to like ask yourself those questions and then just do it. And then you're like, Oh, it's so much simpler than I thought it was. 
So much simpler. And it alleviates a lot of unnecessary suffering, right? Because it's like you could have the dream job and be miserable, or you could have the dream job and be happy. It's exactly what you said, though. It's about are you actually living in alignment and integrity with how you're actually feeling inside, you know? And like that, that's basically what that angel was telling you, you know, well, go do that. Do what you're mm-hmm. feeling you're aligned to do inside. I know for me, like something that definitely stopped, like I, very, very similar to what you're saying. I, I've definitely gone through myself where I'm just like, well, you know, gotta do this, gotta do that. This is this, will this happen? Blah, 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 blah. And then when I got very clear that my happiness was enough, that's when I really was able to just accept myself and I was really able to love myself and I was really able to make decisions based on me, not based on like, well, I'm doing this, but I don't have that. So then, you know, my friends are going to think I'm a failure or people on Instagram are going to think this or, you know, my family's going to think I'm not doing well or whatever the case is, right? Like all, whatever those outside big forces that like, whose opinions, whose comments, whose thoughts, whose judgments, whose criticisms are so powerful and potent in our lives, you know? So when I got very clear of that, my happiness is enough. I can do whatever I want. As long as I'm happy, that's enough. I don't have to do this for that person. I don't have to prove this for that person. I don't have to get that for society. I don't have to do it for the gram my happiness is enough. You know, if I'm just sitting in a cottage writing a book all day, but I'm so happy and joyful doing it, that is enough. Do I need to be an Oscar winner? No. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's like my happiness is enough. And to me, that was one mindset that was just like such um, uh, a game changer. And I know that you also talk about, you know, manifesting and spirituality in that space. So do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, what do you consider manifest- manifestation to be and what are some of your favorite things that you called in? Yeah, so um, what I think of manifestation is it's a frequency. So, mm-hmm. you know, like when you walk into a room, you can feel if everybody is happy or everyone's sad. It's a frequency, just like a radio station, you can tune into it. So if you can get into this frequency of manifestation, it just attracts things to you. I mean, there's the, I've manifested everything from the smallest thing. I mean, even today I was thinking I really need, I really want to get a facial. I (laughs) literally was just thinking I want a facial. And literally right before this call, I got an email being like, we're having an event today. Do you want a facial? I'm like, yeah, the smallest thing, but big things that I've manifested. Um, definitely my job when I was a reporter, um, which I still am. But when I got the full-time job, it was when you know, I always was on this frequency where somehow I would always be get. this is why I know about the frequency ever since I was little, I'd always be getting the things I wanted. And I was tapping into some sort of energy. That's what it felt like to me ever since I was a child. And then in college, I remember thinking I'm so motivational, like I made a motivational blog for school. um, But I never like, I don't know who any speakers are. I don't like do anything. Like I just look up quotes and put it on my blog. And, like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, and so I'm trying to decide what story to, to say. Cause like all these things started, like they all start coming at the same time. And there are all these yeah. crazy stories that happened in this moment. But like, um, I guess we'll talk about the job one. Cause that's bigger, but, yeah. um, somehow I found out about like the movie, the secret. Have you heard of like the secret, which is also a book. Yeah. And I don't remember how I found out about it, but I decided, decided to watch it. And in The Secret, they started talking about the law of attraction and they were explaining what it was. And I was like, that's what I do. I just didn't know like there was a name for it. And then they were talking about like making vision boards and writing down affirmations. And I started like researching people who do these things. And I was like, you mean there's a way I can like harness this and make it even faster? So I was like, okay. And so I wanted to move to Los Angeles. I'm from Illinois. I went to college in Arizona. I didn't know anybody in LA at all. Um, I was obviously studying journalism and working very hard. And I was like, okay, like I'm going to just write down every day that I'm going to go to every red carpet by next year. I'm going to be an entertainment reporter. And I also wrote down, I'm going to win an award um, for being a journalist. 
And I just wrote that down and I put it on my mirror. I didn't even write the affirmation correctly because I wrote, I am going to. Um, mm-hmm. I, you're supposed to say, I am, like something like in the present moment. So I didn't even do yeah. it correctly. I wrote it down and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And it was so crazy because, like, I had a mentor in L.A. They wouldn't give me an internship. Like, I was, like, doing everything I could, asking for help. They weren't – no one was helping me. They were like, you just have to move here. So, like, okay, I'm just going to move to L.A. and somehow make this happen. And in the process, three months after graduating college, I met someone at a bar and was telling them, like, I'm moving to L.A. No one's helping me, but this is what I want to do. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, my sister, she works at this magazine. (laughs) And I was like, wait, like, I literally, like, what are the chances? Like, this is like, it was like the manager at the bar. My friend's like, I know the manager at the bar. He's going to give us free drinks. We were like 21. Mm -hmm. And I was like, just talking to him about my life. And so I was like, can I send her my resume? And he was like, yeah. So I sent them my resume. And basically, the rest was history. Like, it literally, they started asking me to do interviews in Chicago before I moved. And then they just like, they basically like hired me, like, it felt like out of nowhere. Like, obviously, I have a degree in it. I had the qualifications, but it just really, within three months came into my life. And I went into it, went to every red carpet. I've been going ever since. So there is like, some unexplainable magic, because I don't know what are the chances because I was doing everything you could think of to try to get people to like, give me an opportunity. And everyone was saying no. And then I just met someone. I mean, that's how it happens where it's like we're doing so much action. We're doing so much external stuff. Like you're doing everything in your own power to get it. But the moment we sort of just like surrender it and we're just like, this is what my intention is. This is what I want. I don't need to know the how. I just know it is. And then it's like the universe or, you know, whatever you want to call it, literally just moves everything for it to happen almost like effortlessly. Yeah, you know, so you're weird. out for drinks and the guy's like, oh, by the way, I got this. What's up? Blah, 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 you know? So, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, like, for- I, Oh, what were you saying? I was going to say I had another crazy story that happened at that time that I was like, yeah, you share too. I love sharing Yeah, share stories. it. But share also it. at the same time, how I said earlier that I was like, I want to be a motivational person. I do all this stuff, but I don't even know who mm-hmm. any speakers were. I started like Googling speakers. And like books (laughs) and different things. And then I came across like Tony Robbins and I was like, oh, I want to go to a Tony Robbins seminar. Like literally this all happened the same summer. And I was like looking at it and I was like, oh, it's like so expensive to go though. I think it was like $500 (laughs) a ticket or something. I was like, I don't know. They're really, they're really expensive. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend this. Like, cause I was also like 21. I was like, I don't know. It's kind of expensive. And I was just like, whatever. And then I, it's like the 4th of July, I go on a boat party in Chicago, I meet this guy that I think is cute. And then he's <laughs> like, Oh, like, I want to make dinner for you. So I was like, Okay, I go to his house, I'm sitting there thinking this guy's probably like a player, he looks like a player. Yeah. And but he made me like the best dinner. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, tell me like more about things that interest you. He starts talking about like self help books and like, all of these things. Oh, wait, actually, Sorry, let me backtrack a second. Sorry, I want to tell the story a little bit better okay. on a podcast. But let me backtrack a minute because <laughs> – Oh, no, no. This is the order. I'm doing it right. Uh, I was like – I was like – he's like, I like self-help books, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm doing it so bad for a podcast. I'm sorry, everyone. Listening. I'm it's okay. Story like a regular person. So I'm thinking this. Before I meet, like, this guy – um I go to like a networking event Mm -hmm. and yeah this is how this is the order I go to a networking (laughs) I want to make sure I guess I can tell it either way it's Um, okay I go to this networking event and I'm thinking about like the motivational speakers and all of those things and I talk to this girl and I tell her like one day I want to like be a reporter I want to be a motivational speaker and then she's like oh you should meet my boyfriend you should like take his card so I was like okay and then he starts like speaking at the event and at the event it turned out he was Tony Robbins son oh my god (laughs) yeah and he gave me his card and he's like email me we're doing like a seminar my dad's gonna be in Chicago like we'll give you like 
a discount. So that was like the first thing where I was like, it's expensive. I don't want to go. Yeah. So like, I like literally like a week later meet his son and they offer to give me like a discount. But then I'm still thinking this is where that guy comes in. I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm, what are the chances? I meet the son, but like, I don't know if I want to, I still don't know. I don't want to go by myself. Yeah. So then I meet this guy and then he starts talking about things that he likes. And then he's like, yeah, do you know about Tony Robbins? Like me and my work are going to like the seminar. Like you should come with us. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so, that, sorry, that's where like the backpack story like goes in order. But I was just like, that's so weird. Like, yeah. first I was just like thinking about Tony Robbins going to seminar. I didn't want to pay for it. So then all of a sudden I meet his son and I get like a discount to go to it. So it's like affordable. Then like a week later, and then I think I don't, I still don't want to go because I don't want to go by myself. Then a week later, I meet a guy who's like, you should come with me. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, I need to go. I got like a discount. I got someone to go with. Perfect. And then I went, so then I went and like, and when <laughs> I, I went, it. Like, the son gave me like a VIP, like upgraded me to a VIP wristband and like, it all literally just was a thought. Like, I love so it. That's, sorry. I wish I could have told the story a little better, but it was like, no, you're what are the chances that any of that would even happen? And, and that was all after I watched the secret right when I was writing about getting this job, like all of that just like happened. So it's proof that like these things, I was just a 20 random 21 year old, like in yeah. Chicago, these things happen. But you know what it is? Are you into the law of assumption at all with like Neville Goddard? Um, not as much. Tell me, tell me more I, about it. I'm, I'm like, I used to be more law of attraction, which I still think so. Like to me, I think law of attraction is more like a lifestyle. To me, I think that um, law of assumption is the foundation for the manifesting. So the law of assumption basically is you get what you assume to be true. So it's like, Whatever your assumption is, whatever your belief system is, that is what has to show up for you. Because essentially your subconscious mind is your belief system. It's what rules your thoughts. It rules your action. It rules your dreams. It rules all of it, right? And so basically in conjunction with the law of attraction, it's like, oh, I need to get on the frequency. I need to feel it. And it'll like come to me. But in order for that to actually work, you actually have to believe that it's true. So like you, even when you were saying when you were a little girl, you always like believed like things just happened for me. Like, oh, wait, I can harness this. This is just how it's always been. I've always been connected to something. So you've had that underlying subconscious belief that like you get what you want and things work out for you. So when you have those thoughts, you have, um, which then ties into the law of attraction, you don't have the resistance because your belief system is in place. Your yeah, beliefs, exactly. Your belief system is things just happen to me. I think a thought and I get it. Wow. You know, I can write this down and it's going to show up, you know? So your resistance to it is so much lessened because you actually believe it can be true for you. You know, that's why Oprah always says, you don't get what you want. You get what you believe. You yeah, really exactly. get what you believe to be true for yourself. And then we can use the law of attraction to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm kind of not feeling good right now. Let me get my vibe up. Let me think about what I'm like, what I'm, you know, vibing to what I'm, what I'm in, you know what I mean? And so I really love that. But like, for me, like I use one belief where I say to myself or one affirmation, like, regardless of how I feel, I only attract what is in alignment with my highest good. So it's like, yeah. like this might be a TMI, but like, I'm like PMSing a little bit. So I might be like a little like tiffy and like not feeling good, but I don't want to attract anything bad just because I'm in a bad mood. So I just have the belief system that, you know what, regardless of how I feel, cause I'm a human being, sometimes I'm just not going to feel good. Sometimes I'm not going to be in a good mood. I still only attract what's in alignment for my highest good. Yeah, so you I have to believe that. And that's what I researched. That's yeah. why effort, writing down affirmations is so important. That's why people yeah. are like, how could I write this down? Well, for me, I actually do Google like the science behind it. They're, they're all mm -hmm. explained in different ways. But it what you just described, it's called confirmation bias. And that's really scientific. Everyone's like, oh, law of attraction, all this stuff. It's not real. But it there is. I do believe is. there is a hidden magic um, to life. And I mean, that's also my belief system. I, but I do feel that. But there is confirmation bias, which is whatever you believe, you will find. So if you yep. keep looking for something bad, you will find something bad. If you keep looking for something good, you will always find something good. And that's why you need to write down affirmations because that's training your brain to think differently. And yep. 
and you think like how is it happening but you think about that i mean in school they make you write things down to learn they make you it's a form of learning so if you want to change your mind write down how you want to feel about yourself and it's not going to change overnight like you know Mm -hmm. you might think you're ugly and you write down i'm beautiful you still don't feel beautiful but one day like what happens to me is one day you're less mad at yourself one day you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like you know what like I look good or like you (laughs) fail at like a project and instead of being hard on yourself, you're like, but I did my best. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my thoughts are not as negative Mm -hmm. as they are. And so it's kind of like when you look into a mirror, it's not like the mirror that changes that's reflecting back at you. It's you who changes in the mirror. Like you have to do the inner work for the reflection of what you see in the world to change. And when you work on yourself, what you see reflected back is a reflection of you. So it's really important to change your bias and the way you think to reflect what you want for yourself. 100%. That's a part of, um, also part of the law of assumption is the idea that everyone is you pushed out. And that's exactly what you're saying, where it's, if you go around thinking that, you know, everyone's against me, nothing works out for me, people never choose me, I'm not good enough, then that's what you're pushing out. And that's what's going to be reflected back to you. Because people have no choice but to be a mirror to you. So Mm -hmm. people are just mirroring to you how you feel about yourself. That's why a lot of times, even when people can be like mean to you, and we're like, you're just projecting, because they're actually projecting to you how they feel about themselves, right? So projection goes both ways. We can project either our own securities, I feel good, I'm amazing, I'm great, I'm abundant, I'm worthy, I'm lovable, everything works out for me, I'm successful, blah, 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 all of those like, you know, secure things about ourselves, and then that will be reflected back to you. Or you can reflect your insecurities, you know, I'm never good enough, I need to lose 10 pounds, you know, I'm always this, everyone breaks up with me, everybody leaves me, I'm always this or that, and then people have no choice but to reflect that back to you as well. You know, think about it when you're at a party, right? And say a stranger walks into the room. The stranger doesn't have to open their mouth and you already know energetically who they are. Like, you know, when somebody shows up in the room and you're like, oh, that's the guy, that's the girl. Like, you know, like, okay, that's the person. And then sometimes someone will show up in the room and they're very like meek and like not into it and very whatever. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like even like, not to get too dark, but even like predators say this, like they can sense who would be a vic- uh, a, someone who could be a victim to them just based on their energy. Like they know who to target because your energy shows up before you do. And people are just matching you there. That's why it's like no one to change but self. You know, once you start feeling good about you, once you start respecting you, once you start loving you, once you start choosing you, the world has no choice but to choose you and love you and accept you too. And if anything in the world doesn't reflect how you feel, then like we said, law of attraction, it's no longer a match and it bounces off. That's why once you start to heal yourself, it's like you no longer want the bad boy because you know you deserve better. And then all of a sudden you're attracting great guys. You know, it's like that. Or like you no longer get like the crappy jobs. Now you're attracting, you know, newer, better, higher paying jobs or whatever the case is. Nothing outside of you has changed, but you, your own magnetism has changed. So since your frequency, your magnetism, how you feel about you changed, what you attract and what you repel have to change. Yeah, exactly. And that actually reminds me of one of my guy friends I was talking to the yeah. other day. Um, he recently got into really good shapes. He looks like he would totally be a Oh, player, wait, the like... six-pack guy you showed me at the party. <laughs> oh, my God, if he watches this. Um, yeah, he has, like, a six-pack and all this sort of stuff. And yeah. we're, like, best friends. We talk, like, every day. And he was like, you know, I used to be, like, the nice guy, and I would, like, never get any girls. And now – now I'm like a bad boy and I get all these girls and like I have like muscles now and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, do you think you get girls because of your muscles or do you think you get the girls because now you're more confident? So you're approaching more of them with confidence because yeah. like you, yes, that like could initially make people look at you, but like, it's like, I like the reverse. I started thinking about that. Cause I'd be like, why do all the bad boys come to me? Well, the nice ones are too shy to come up to you. <laughs> So you're not shy now to go up to people and that's why you're getting more opportunities. You think it's because you're 
you're a bad boy now and you're acting, your behavior is different or this or that. It's, it's the only difference is you're feeling more confident and anybody can do that. But we write these scripts in my head, their head, like his script in his head was, I was too nice. So I'm not going to get like girls, you mm-hmm. know, I'm this, so I'm not going to get this. It's like, if you're confident, like exactly what you were saying, like what we feel, we will like write a false story about ourselves, And like, we don't mm-hmm. even know why someone like what someone's going through or why they're not talking to you. Like that's just all made up in our head. And it's really like within yourself, you could look really like anything and people want to be around positive energy. So that's kind of an example of a story you're like telling yourself and thinking that's 100%. the reason, but it's really because you're just a good person and you're confident. 100%. And even with that story, like, I don't want a nice guy. I want a kind guy because he's going to still have problems in his relationships if he's like, oh, I want to be a bad guy now. And now these women want me because of my muscles, but I couldn't get a woman when I was too nice because the thing is, to me, the nice guy, you're only being nice because you think that you're not good enough to get a woman unless you're like appeasing her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then also with the guy who's sort of the muscly one who still actually does, who actually still isn't confident because he thinks the only reason why I'm giving a girl is because I look that way. In both cases, they both don't think that who they are is enough because you could be the guy without the six pack and be in an amazing relationship. Just look around. There are people who are not, you know, Giselle and Tom Brady, and they are in fantastic relationships, right? Same thing with like the muscly guy who you might look at and say, oh, he must be a bad boy, but he's actually really confident in himself. And he has a completely healthy relationship with women. He's not dogging them out or being a player because at the end of the day, again, it doesn't really matter what the external looks like. If internally you're still thinking who I am is not enough. And then you're doing all of these things. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to tell her what she wants to hear. I'm going to be submissive. I'm going to be a people pleaser. But I'm actually really just resenting at the end of the day. And I'm actually sabotaging at the end of the day. So it's whether you have the abs or you don't have the abs, what you need to have is the belief that you are enough and you're worthy and deserving of love. And you have love to give as well. Like you actually have something to offer more than just being the nice guy who's really just being codependent and people pleasing or being the guy with like the muscles bad boy who's actually just using his body and sexuality to fill a void. Yeah, exactly. Do I actually feel good enough? That's why you have people who any type of life, you have people who look conventionally like you know oh that person wouldn't be like conventionally attractive but they have so much confidence they attract what they want they they walk into a room they have charisma they have a genetic qua because they actually love themselves and they're not looking for anybody else to validate them or you have people who could be like a victoria's secret model and they're starving themselves or they are hating themselves and they have such low self-esteem there's so many documentaries on that where these people that you see and you're like what do you mean you look amazing and perfect and inside they're like completely crumbling you know just a couple of months ago one of the miss americas or the miss universe unfortunately she like you know took her her own life because she was struggling so it's like again you never know based on appearance what people are actually going through on the inside that's why it's always that inside job and like even with like you know self-care and working out and you know getting like the body in shape and like the hair right and all this I'm not just talking about your friend I'm talking about in general. yeah everyone because yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. you don't typically think I mean we're girls yeah. and probably mostly girls listen to this podcast you don't think about yeah. the other side but it's really like are you getting people because of the way you look or because of the way you feel? I mean, obviously exactly. make yourself look good. So you feel good, but the difference is, is the confidence you're bringing to the table and how you feel about yourself. 100%. And that was something I personally had to learn like myself was, Oh, I'm not going to like, you know, get in shape or, you know, do this or do that in order to love myself. It's like, no, I love myself. Therefore, I choose to take care of myself. And the way I choose to take care of myself is exercising, drinking water, you know, being mindful of what I'm eating, reading, journalism, doing affirmations, reaching out to my friends for support, X, Y, and Z. So it's like, I'm not waiting for anything about me 
or around me to change in order to say, oh, wow, now you're worthy of love. Now you're worthy of success. Now you're deserving. It's like, no, I'm worthy of success. That's why I'm going to, you know, like what you did, I'm going to like meet someone and like tell them what my goals are. Because a lot of people who don't think they're worthy or good enough would never even have the courage to speak their goals. But the fact that you had the courage and the confidence in yourself to speak your goals, that is what opened the door. Because you could have, the universe could have given you that opportunity. But if you never actually opened your mouth and said, this is what I want, that you would have missed it because then you would have never known. You yeah, never, exactly. You know and what I, I mean? never even thought about it. I was just literally talking to someone at a bar and not just about what I wanted to do. And I didn't realize people are even afraid to talk about what they want. And sometimes I am too, but it's just like, yep. you never know who you're talking to. I mean, that's like a big example of you never know. And honestly, it's harder to say no than it is to say yes. I mean, think of how many people <laughs> ask you to do things. And you don't want to say no. Like if you ask something for something, the chances are you're probably going to get a yes because it's way harder for everyone to say no. So like the odds are in your favor. Lifestyle. <laughs> the odds are honestly in your favor. You really have yeah. to learn how to say no. Like that's really like the self-care thing. But also use it to your advantage because if you think you can't get a job, I mean, try asking for it because most people will be like, let me look into it. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. Like nine out of 10 times, you're probably going to get a yes anyways. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. That's how I got my first um, internship. I used to intern at um, Louis Vuitton in their PR department. And everyone was always like, how did you get this job? I was like, I applied literally on their website because I had just, I didn't have the, the non-belief. I just thought, oh, I want an internship. I'm just going to go online and I'm just going to apply for it. And that, and I'm going to get it. Like, that's just how it works. Like I didn't have the non-belief of, you have to know someone like you have to be born into the fashion. You have to have all these connections. Someone has to get you in. You have to do all these things. I was just like, no. Oh, I want to intern somewhere. I'm just going to go on their website, see the opening. I'm going to apply and then they're, I'm going to get it. And that's just what my belief was. Like to me, there wasn't even another option and I got it, you know, and it's, and it's like exactly what you're saying where it's just like, you just have the belief, the knowingness where it just, it's ingrained in you where you're just like, of course, this is going to work out for me. <laughs> yeah. Every, exactly. Everything does. Like, of course I'm going to get this. What are you talking yeah. about? That's even just how they, things work for me. Even when they interviewed me for being on staff, I can't even believe looking back that I was confident enough to say this. Cause they're like, why should we hire you? Even though I was working there, I was like, well, I've already been working here for, for six months. Number one, <laughs> uh, freelance. So, I mean, why are you, you know, you're obviously interviewing me, but I was like, I mean, I literally just said, if you don't hire me, I'm going to be doing it anyway. So you might as well hire me. <laughs> That's literally what I said. I love it. And I was just thinking, I wonder what they thought when I said that. Because They're I like, like yeah, we have to have this girl. She's, I she's, genuinely she's, meant yeah. it. Like I was like, "That's what I'm going to be doing. It's either with you or it's not with you. So you might as well have me. So yeah. it's like, but someone once told me like, that's really like bold to say. And it's so weird because I just like. I truly meant it. Like I wasn't afraid yeah. to like say that because I really was like, if you, if they don't end up hiring me, I'm literally going to do it by myself. I'll just create my own website and do it. So like, yeah. you know, nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. And the person who said that it was bold to say, they're only saying that from their own self-limiting belief because they think it's bold to say, because there's a part of them that think that thinks they're not, good enough or worthy enough to assert themselves. So that's, you know, that's like another thing mm -hmm. you have to be careful that because people will try and like you subconsciously, they don't mean to do it. They think that they're like giving you great advice and they're trying to help you out, but they will assert their own self-limiting beliefs onto you. Like, no, you have to start at the bottom. You have to pay your dues. Oh yeah. They no, would tell me that nobody makes this amount. Exactly. That, in those school, are they're like, if you want to be a journalist, you have to go to yep. like, a small market and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I'm going straight and, and to LA or New York. And then 15 years, you, maybe you could make the move to the LA. It's like, no, bump that. Like, I that's never funny. believe in that. That's funny, too, because when they hired me, they're like, I like you. They told you that you couldn't go to the big market, but you went straight here. And I was like, yep. And I was See? like, and they were like, me too. That's exactly. what they said. And I was exactly. like, yeah, I wanted to go straight here. So I just said, I'm going straight to LA. And the person who hired me said, yeah, I did the same thing. Like, so See? it's kind of like they... Or also another example is I negotiated my first salary. Um, and I mean, I had a lot of ammo to do it. So I was freelancing for six yeah. months before that. So I like 
and I had to write down my hours and everything I was doing. I did my research. So I was able to like counter it um, because nice. it was less than what I was making. Yeah. But a lot of people would be afraid to like do that. And you know, what's so funny is when I countered my salary, not only did they give me more money, but like the executive editor in New York personally called me to be like, by the way, great job negotiating your salary. Right? I wouldn't expect anything less of you. So exactly. You don't have to be like afraid because the people on top actually admire it. And like also like a side tangent when it comes from like wanting money, it's not even the business's money. Like they don't care. Like as long as you're going to do the job, like it's yeah. not coming out of their pocket. So people actually admire that. And, and they complimented me for like going to a bigger market and for negotiating because it's like, if that's how I am for myself, that's how I'm going to be for you. 100%. And I ask, and I actually think that's a really good example of mindset and like attracting like. We were talking about like the law of attraction and everything else where it's like you had an abundant mindset. You're like, no, I'm going to be doing it anyway. No, I'm going to negotiate in myself because I'm worth it and I deserve it and this is what I want versus someone who might have like that scarcity mindset of like, oh, you can't say that or you have to do it this way. You have to go to the smaller market. You have to do that. And it's what they say, like people attract people who are in similar wavelengths, who are in similar frequencies, people who think the same. And that's why she was like, I would have expected nothing less from you. You know, oh, I just moved to LA too, because you are attracting people who are on that similar wavelength, that similar yeah, they're frequency. Doing, like, the same thing. And yeah. I was definitely scared negotiating my salary. I was shaking. I literally course, printed out a spreadsheet yeah. and wrote a script and like read my script like looking at it to make sure I like stayed on point and like they were probably like laughing at me and they're like okay well you know let me call like New York and like see what we can do yeah we'll get back to you on Monday so yeah. I was like okay and I was literally like shaking but I was like I'm gonna do it anyway. they're probably like this girl is so like shy and scared but, but I was you like, I'm gonna do but it. you did it and that's the point you did it and you proved to them your worth and more importantly you proved to yourself that you you know your worth and you're also able to advocate on your own behalf and that's huge yeah, That's and huge. I found out a lot of the other people who are, like, entry-level like me did not negotiate their salaries. Like, I called every reporter. I called everyone I worked with, and I was like, what should I be getting paid? Like, I asked all these questions. And then, like, some of the newer, like, the people who are my age but I, like, didn't talk to, like, I told them, like, yeah, I negotiated my salary. And they are like, oh, I did it. And I was like, wow, I've been working here shorter, and I probably, like, make more than this person. Yeah. I mean, they didn't care. No one was, like, mad at each other. But it kind of yeah. made me feel good about myself because I was like, you should. I must have been the only person who, like, one of the not only enough. people who do that, you know, like not everyone does that. And I could have been making a lot less. I love it. I love that for you. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can do it. I mean, what's the worst they're going to say? No, if they really can't do it, they'll say no. If they can, yeah. like they'll, they'll do it, you know, they don't, if, if they want to hire you. So. And plus, even if like, say for whatever reason, like they can't, you can always say, okay, well, that's fine. But then let's revisit it in three months. Let's and revisit it in six months. And you can negotiate other stuff too. Like exactly. Or mm -hmm. like whatever it is that you want. Some I more petty really cash. I love a good expense account. Oh my God. Yeah. You could like ask for like other things too. I mean, like I said, luckily for me, like I track everything I do. And then I'm just like, here is an entire document of like, why? And here's <laughs> like what they pay at other places. So submit all this data. And then, you know, how are they going to show me the money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I always that's one of my mantras, like, are my things? How do I make what I want inevitable? If you want to make something inevitable, you have to like, that's how you make it inevitable. You like, yeah, there's the facts. And you just make it happen. Because you answer all those questions for yourself and figure it out. 100%. The way I, the way I do that is like, I just decide I'm like, nope, like this is it. This is it. And there's no room for it to go any other way. I don't know how it's going to get there. I don't know when, but I know that it is mm -hmm. like, this is what that's I want. What I and this is what I'm going to get. And that's how it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. And I like that you're saying that because, like, as I've gotten older, sometimes I don't feel that way as much because I'm, like, yeah. tired. I feel tireder. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I just want to, like, you know, live a life of leisure. Me too. Oh, my God. Me too. But, but, like, I, like, have to harness that back, like, how I was where I'm, like, this is what I want and I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter how old you are or what you're doing. Like, whatever you want, you have to, like, literally believe it the same way you did 
at any age, especially when you're little, when you believe in like all the miracles and all the things, like yeah. just don't stop like doing that. Don't and like, stop believing. Yeah. I know it sounds like really corny. And like I think that's why you saw talk about like the toxic positivity and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and this, that, or the other. But you know, and I don't think it's that way because it's not saying that it's not hard, but like one of the things I think is like you either like the circumstances aren't going to change. You either could be happy or you could be like sad. So I might as well think the positive mm-hmm. thing because like, what do I have to lose? Like, why, why not think that at least it feels better to me to think that. And like, you could always like spin something to be positive to like work for you and or I could just be sitting there like crying all day, you know, and sometimes I get sad <laughs> to do that. But, like, yeah. you know, what's the alternative? Like believe, just believe in yourself because you're going to at least feel happy that you believe in yourself. 100%. 100%. Oh, Lindsay, this has been so much fun. I'm definitely going to have to have you come back and we yeah, can do more of our story times. Oh, my God. Of course. I'll totally come on yours. Yeah, let's like, set that up. So much fun. So before we leave, I want you to leave us with two things. One, your last word of wisdom or insight or motivation. It could be something that we talked about or it could be a new insight that if there is just one thing that everyone took from our time together, what would it be? And then two, everything, again, will be linked in the description box in the show notes. But let us know where can we find you, where can we connect with you, and anything else you want to leave us with. Okay, the last thing I want to leave everyone with is actually a mantra because I never yes. said the mantra earlier. I was thinking about that. And my latest mantra is I am confident in my convictions. Mm. And that one is so important because you just have to be confident in any choice that you make, whether it is to take a break or really it's just all about trusting yourself. It's teaching yes. yourself I can trust the choices I make. So if you don't want to do something, be confident and say, I didn't want to do it and just trust it. Trust whatever it is you do. Be confident in all of your convictions. Don't second guess yourself. Don't be upset. If you said something not perfect, like I'm confident in my convictions. So I definitely want to leave people with that new mantra. And then um, everyone can follow me on social media. I'm at Lindsay B. Hoffman on everything. Um, (laughs) I know that will be like linked. And then I have a blog and it is doseofbliss.com. And then my business is LBH Media. So just follow me on all of them and we can be friends and yes. inspire each other. It'll be fun. And we'll have to come back and do a part two. I feel like we need to do one on like dating. That would Yeah, be I would love to do a dating one. That Let's do a really dating fun. one. That'll be yeah. the next one. Yay! Okay. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening and watching. And, be- and again, be sure to check out everything in the description box in the show notes. It'll be linked for where you can connect with Lindsay. Also down below are my books, courses, coaching our merchandise be sure to shop the love collection and don't forget to like rate review and subscribe and don't forget to share you know share this with someone who might just need a little bit of love in their life a little bit of light just you know share anybody who who could have some value in this so with that everybody you know what to do take care of yourself and each other i love you bye bye welcome to sugar pills a practical guide to self-care where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.